New Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org. so excited to be here today. My name is Laura Topper and today's show coming live from the UK and of course streaming and broadcast from New Thought Media Network, this incredible focus ministry doing so many amazing things, bringing so many programs and broadcasts and conversations and teachings to you on a daily basis. Today on The Cosmic Prayer, uh, our guest is somebody who is just so dear to my heart as a colleague and a friend and somebody that I have known for the past couple of years. And his work is immense in the Center for Spiritual Living community. As a practitioner, Gregory Coyle, he started his spiritual journey early in life inspired by his parents' devotion and faith and integrity. That's amazing. Greg has been a licensed practitioner with Centers for Spiritual Living since 2005 and has been living in Oslo, Norway since 2004. He offers his private coaching and mentoring sessions and he lectures and he speaks and he travels globally to do this as well. And he offers individual group and, uh, medita and med group meditations and courses. And Greg also is a, a Hatha yoga yogi, an instructor, and has been teaching Hatha yoga since 2001. So Greg brings his spirit, his joy, and definitely his love into his practice and his teachings as a practitioner and as a wonderful human being. Welcome, Greg, to the Cosmic Prayer. So great to be with you here today. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me, Laura. Oh, and you, and you are in Oslo at the moment. So this is Correct. just beautiful. I'm from Oslo, Norway. And how long, were you born in Oslo, Greg? No, I was born in the United States. I was born in Tucson, Arizona. But I've been in Oslo since um, 2004. So right. it's been 18 years. So it's been a while. Amazing. And I know that you um, you uh, uh, 
you're part of the Agape community with Dr. Reverend Michael Beckwith, and that's where you gained your spiritual practitioner license at Agape, same as Diego being at Agape. We just had a great conversation about that here. Um, I, I'm really interested what actually led you to Agape. Yeah, so that's an interesting, uh, yeah, that's an interesting story. So I guess if we start at the beginning, um, I was raised Catholic. Um, my parents are still practicing Catholic, so. Uh, but I think at some point, even as a you know youth, I just uh, I loved. There was something about the the spirituality of it and the the seriousness of it, um, and going to church and having something important. Um, you know, it wasn't just face value. My father really valued us going. It was important for him. And so mom sang the choir and, uh, you know, everything from altar boys, my brothers and I were altar boys and we participated as we could, but there was just something, I, I guess for me, there's something, um, lacking, if you will. You know, I, I could read what I, you know, the message and I understood what the priest said and I could actually, you know, I guess follow along with the, you know, what was repeated at service, but at some point I was thinking, yeah, but it seems like there's something more, there's something deeper. It's like, why are we going through the guy sitting next to me to access God, if you will? What's There's something not making sense to me here. And even as a kid, I just thought, this doesn't, this does not compute. Um, so later on, uh, you know, I, it wasn't really, you know, as a, after at some point as becoming a young adult, I decided this isn't for me, but I need to find my own spiritual path and practice. Um, and I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and uh, I started uh, a metropolitan community church, MCC, which is a little bit more broader up um, accepting. Um, but again, I, what I found is a very open, accepting community, but I, it was still within the Christian-based uh, and limited in trying to kind of, uh, my interpretation at least was that it was trying to... Um, explain or give a reason why something was right or wrong within the Christian-based philosophy. And I just felt like that um, it was, again, it wasn't it wasn't jiving for me. I was open to something broader and deeper, a deeper connection, a deeper understanding. Um, and so I kept searching. And uh, then I met some friends, and we talked about Agape, and then we went. And I think I was after just probably the first... Uh, Sunday, getting there and welcomed. And if you've never been to Agape, it's a, um, it's a very special welcome that you receive when you come. Um, I mean, certainly before Corona, when it was live and there were thousands of people there and just, you know, amazing service, amazing choir, um, beautiful, just, yeah, being greeted from the beginning when you walked in the door to being seated and being welcomed. And, uh, you know, I thought, I'm home. This is uh, what I've been looking for. Um, so as you mentioned, I did take classes there. I was taking classes there for about two to three years. And then um, after that, I continued the, the science of mind or CSL related studies when I'm in San Francisco. So I was living in the Bay Area. Uh, in, um, in San Francisco, it's no longer there, but it was um, Ashbury Heights CSL. And um, we... I was a member of a smaller community. It wasn't Agape, but it was still a beautiful, small community and wonderful members. And that's where I completed my practitioner training. 
and uh, that was in 2000. Oh, wow. It's 2005 because I left in 2004 and I finished my last year remotely. And that was probably, I feel like I was one of these pioneerings doing these online remote trainings. This is before, um, you know, Zoom and everything <laughs> else. We had, we had Skype and, um, you know, I wasn't the only oh, one. Oh, yes. Was, but yeah, yeah. But it worked and, you know, it was, um, you know, we made it happen. And so I think that, uh, you know, now today, I think how wonderful it is that more and more people can, you don't have to physically be there. So it's, it's opened yeah. up the, the world. And um, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I love everything that you're saying and hearing your story and how, um, that piece that you know in the that I read out originally about your parents and you being inspired by your parents devotion and what just comes through for me is that that inspiration for their devotion has has allowed you to be um to express that in your own way to find your own devotional practice in the many ways that you do and I'm interested in how you because if you all right two questions first of all were you in the agape choir because if you were singing in the in your regular you know as a child in church did you kind of transfer that into the agape choir i did not <laughs> like to choir, see no. you on video oh <laughs> um and how prayer how that how that must have been um, how did you view that what happened for you as you were growing up and then you know being in in that in that catholic religion and then agape where you're discovering a whole new way to connect and commune not having to have that person as the intermediary how did that feel for right. you it was um yeah i guess you could say enlightening um you know when we when we learn how to pray as children if you start early enough uh, you usually memorize some words and you you know again parents or grandparents and or the church um you start to pray you you repeat the words you may not know what it means and eventually you, you may learn what the meaning is but you don't necessarily um it depends i i think on the family and, and kind of the tradition but you know i did prayer and um it was it was kind of the question like okay i'm saying this but is something magic supposed to happen and you know am i waiting for something to happen it was kind of going back to what we call the you know praying to the beseeching god asking for something in return um you know i've been good so i hope that you can reward me with good grades at school or you know i, I want a better christmas present or, or whatever it was as a <laughs> child um and then, of course, as you get older and you, you know, then you're asking perhaps for other things It may be for, um, you know, good health for a loved one or whatever. And um, then coming into the, the science of mind practice, uh, religious science, and actually having a little bit more of a looking at prayer as a um, an actual process. And there's a scientific reason that it's set together in a certain way and of course you will see people that will move it around the parts uh, but if you understand that there's the five parts and what it's about and really getting into the, the the meaning and the depth of okay there's a reason why we take it through these five steps um and 
then of course you start practicing that and it may be that again you just kind of are, are struggling with the words and you're trying to remember the five steps i know this when I've, I've dealt with new students and everything else and they're they're trying to you know get through the prayer and it's like just breathe and you speak it and and eventually when you feel comfortable with the words then then the magic starts to happen if you will where you really get it it becomes from here cerebral down to here and it becomes that heartfelt and you really are speaking with your heart and then the words aren't as important anymore because it's really this this energy that you're sending out and to the universe um yeah yes it becomes the feeling yes the feeling linked with the belief behind it that you know that yeah. this has already happened that this is just something that's showing up in your life something to be grateful for yes absolutely Wow. So Bonnie is here. I know Bonnie is here. And um, I know Diego had, had put a, a wonderful message up saying that he, um, about the agape welcome, because obviously you've both experienced that. I've never experienced that. And I'm waiting to experience that. Um, and Bonnie, hi, Bonnie. And welcome to everybody that's listening right now on uh on whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, you're here on New Thought Media Network with the Cosmic Prayer. Today we have the amazing Gregory Coyle, licensed practitioner. And Bonnie is also from California and a licensed practitioner. And Bonnie had a question for you, Greg, which I think I'd like to just address that because it came up quite earlier on. Oh, thank right. you, Diego, for putting up Greg's website. Bonnie's question was, uh, I'm just going to get it here. How question for you, Greg, how do you now connect your spiritual practice with your yoga practice? Because you are, we kind of skipped a little bit here, but not really. Thank you, Bonnie, for tying this in because you are a yogi and a Hatha yoga instructor and teacher, and you give individual and uh, group classes. So how, what right. led you to that? Let's start with that and then move on to Bonnie's question of how you, how you link your spiritual practice, practice with yoga. We turn back the wheel of time again as we uh, go back. Yeah. And, uh, I'm interested in you, Greg. Yeah, thank you. All right, that's good. I'm excited. Yeah. So with yoga, um, you know, I had been, I grew up with sports and activities, um, very active family. I have three brothers, so our parents had us in, all kinds of activities to keep us busy and you know and, and, and also the opportunity i really am grateful to my parents my mom especially that they she put us into a lot of stuff for us to experience it and to perhaps find something that we were good at or the or that we liked um you know i know so many friends and, and and even here people that they perhaps only played the popular sport at school and they probably hated it but all their friends did it you know but we had a chance to do variety of things um and I guess as a teenager, an early teen, uh, at some point, mom came to me um, after swim practice and she said, hey, there's a you know yoga class and I'm going to sign up for it. Do you want to do it? I said, sure. It sounded interesting. So we signed up and did yoga for six months, you know, one night a week. And I don't remember much about that. I remember a few poses. It was, I enjoyed doing it. Um, this was also kind of more like 1980s yoga. So it was very different than what it is today. Um, I think it was the only man, in the, you know, at that point, a young you know, kid, but a teenager, man in the class. Um, everyone else was women. And it was much more of a relaxing type yoga. 
um, but enjoyed it. It was relaxing, and I you know, had a little snooze, and I thought, this is great. But, you know, then we did something else, and I kind of put it on the back burner. Uh, move fast forward, and I'm in Los Angeles, and um, about the same time I was also exploring and, and looking into the spiritual practice, I uh, was had the opportunity to, to get back into yoga again uh, through the gym. And then the teachers of the gym had their own studio, became active with them. And then eventually after about five years practicing with them, I had an opportunity that they started offering teacher training. And uh, so I did that and started, you know, instructing myself. Um, I guess one of the things you look at is like, whether it's, you know, you know, science of mind or spiritual practice or yoga or whatever else, we're, we're never, we're we're always students wherever you are you're always a student so even though i teach I'm, i am still a student and i'm learning constantly whether it's from other teachers or from the students themselves and in that um, instructing them so it's quite uh yeah thank you bonnie well, hats off to yeah, my mom yeah, really cool to thank you. yeah um so back to the yoga um i became an instructor there and i would say that to kind of the short answer would be how do I the yoga and the spiritual practice and I would say that they are you you have this beautiful connection now um, many people will try yoga and the initial experience people will have a yoga is the physical aspect of you know mostly it's hatha yoga sometimes you might try something like kundalini which is a little bit more on the spiritual side and more chanting which is and also very different and beautiful practice. But most people start with a Hatha yoga class, perhaps at the gym, and it's stretching, it's moving, it's breathing, and, you know, and so the initial is on a physical level because they're thinking about what do I need to do when I'm tight, and then I have to remember to breathe. And, you know, initially with the students, that's what the practice is. But I'm very clear in terms of, you know, when I teach that there is absolutely, these are spiritual beings having a human experience, that this is a spiritual practice. And so in Los Angeles, there is this beautiful link between um, the me studying yoga and becoming a teacher and me studying. I, my camera seems to have gotten stuck. I will stop. Yes. It's okay, though, because we can still hear you. So I'm sure okay. it, will un it will unstick itself because you're coming across very clearly, loud and clear. All right. So I'll keep talking then. You keep and going, Greg, because it will, it, will it will write itself. Perfect. Um, so I've, I've always seen it as, as um, a really beautiful um, combination. And it was a seamless combination, if you will, that what I was studying at Agape was the same stuff I was studying through the Anya Sara school. And kind of, again, about the yoga, there's many schools of yoga. There's many philosophies. Um, the style that I was teaching, it was very heart-based. And the initial thing that you do with your students is really get them to connect with their heart. Open, the first thing we do in Anyasara, open to grace. I mean, whatever that want you want it to mean to you, open to God, open to divine love, open to grace. That's the first thing that we do in Anyasara. And when I walked away from these Anyasara classes as a student, I thought, you know, I feel, I feel amazing. My heart's open. I feel, it wasn't just a physical stretching, but there's something amazing that happened. I feel wonderful. And so after that, I decided to, um, yeah, to continue to, to teach that as well. So, wow, 
Well, I tell you what we're going to do, Greg, because that I want to pick up on a few points from that. We're going to go and have a break now. Maybe if you can just come in and out with your camera and that will write itself. And Diego's going to put us into uh, a lovely break. See you, you in a while. Stay here, right. everyone. We're here. <laughs> New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Hi, and welcome back. Hi, Greg. Welcome back. You're moving. You. We have movement. <laughs> we have video. Right. We do. We have video. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Diego, for putting on that at commercial break there. We are here on the Cosmic Prayer with Gregory Coyle, licensed practitioner, uh, and many other things that you um, that you are and that you share your, your gifts and your talents and your wisdom into uh, a Nor the Norway Center for Spiritual Living community group that you are just beginning and that's evolving in a really beautiful way. And also with Centers for Spiritual Living uh, as chairman uh, of Global Services Committee. And also, you know, you were on the global theme team for 2022 for Centers for Spiritual Living, which is a really powerful um, that's a really powerful give and share to actually be a part of that team that creates the themes for mm. ministers to speak on and for, for members and people to catch the vision of Centres for Spiritual Living. Um, I I'm just really feel really blessed and honoured to be with you, knowing that you, you are doing all this amazing work here in the community. And I wonder how prayer influence your idea of prayer right now today how that influences your life good question so prayer for me um i think you know if we look at where i came from to where i am today it has evolved you know the also the understanding of what prayer is and what it's about and and I think like anyone else, it's always nice to have reminders. So I'm very clear that I do read inspirational messages, whether it's, you know, something from Agape or CSL, you know, whether it's on Facebook or on Instagram, but it's really being reminded that, you know, the prayer is about 
you know, this start with gratitude, being gratitude. And maybe that's the only thing that I need to do is just being gratitude for the day. Whatever happens, just being gratitude. Or maybe the prayer is that I just really need to get out of my own way um, and let whatever is going to happen, happen. And, you know, there may be that also that I, I am praying for someone's highest and best. Um, and both as a practitioner and, of course, the person may be receiving prayer and or giving prayer. So, you know, there's that, always the reminder of that we're not trying to make something happen. You know, sometimes clients might ask us as practitioners, hey, I really want my husband or wife to do something or be better or be kinder. My parents, my my siblings, my children, someone to do something or not do something. And it's like, OK, reminder, um, I have a coach, um, you know, and she's been she was our um leader for our practitioner studies and she's been my coach since then and so it's important i think anyone wherever we are to have that a connection somewhere to talk to people whether it's a regular prayer partner a coach a practitioner something like that so and when we talk and we pray we discuss that you know it's like how am i or we getting out of our own way so they just kind of just being really in the 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 essence of what is happening right or wrong, get out of the way even of calling it that, just letting it be as it is and, you know, letting it show up because usually what happens, you know, this says, I want something to happen. And if it doesn't happen the way that we want, you know, then it ends up being, uh-oh, that's a, that's a bad. If it happens we want, then it's a good. And even the, the judgment of good or bad is like, okay, we get attached to that. And so if we can be unattached, um, and that's part of the, that essence of prayer is, you know, maybe maybe the prayer that I'm, I'm, I need to speak for myself is non-attachment to the outcome and just whatever shows up, it's going to be okay. Because I know that whether it's a day later, a week later, a month, a year later, suddenly whatever it was, it's not as important, you know, and or maybe looking yes. back, whatever happened was the right thing at the time because suddenly something else has resulted in that. Um you know, for instance, you know, a lot of people perhaps have gone through this because of the pandemic, but it's like losing a job. And I remember, um, you know, I was in San Francisco and I had been in my first year practitioner studies and praying and, and that's perhaps an interesting question. So I will, I can bring that up now is how did I get to Norway? Because people ask, how do you get to Norway? You know, what, what, you know, did you want to go to Norway? I did not have Norway on my list. The only connection I have with, you know, Norway was when as a teenager in St. Louis, Missouri, I went to Parkway North High School and our mos mascot was the Viking. So we had, you know, the letter jackets of the, the like a Norwegian Viking or Danish Viking on it. And so that was, you know, if you want, it's like a premonition of what was to come. But that was the only thing that was like Viking. I never thought about Viking. I was thinking I wanted to live in Southern Europe. Uh, because I had studied Spanish and French, and I thought this would make more sense for me to end up in the land, a country where I could get along and talk to people. But being a practitioner training, you know, each of us are praying for each other, and that's another interesting point about prayer is when we are praying for ourselves, often, often, and I speak from my, my own personal perspective, often it's a lot easier for me to pray and to really feel that energy and, and have no resistance in the prayer when I pray for someone else that I can absolutely know for you, Laura, the highest and best. And I can, whatever it is that, you know, I just know that it's happening 
or for Diego or for any of our, you know, for Bonnie, that you know, and whoever is asking for the prayer, it's easy for us to know that for someone else. But when it comes to us, and this could be, you know, a little bit of the Catholic, you know, oh, you want to do something for other people, but never ask for yourself. It could be a little bit about that. But I think in general, people tend to be a little bit more resistant to wanting something good for themselves. We feel like we're not necessarily deserving for ourselves, but we can share for others. And so when it gets to be that question of what am I asking for myself? Then, you know, now to the point I actually can ask for myself and, and feel good about that because I realize that I'm not asking, I'm not taking away from anyone else, that there is unlimited abundance and limited good. And whatever I'm asking for myself, it's it's not in a place of, you know, that, you know, this physical uh, necessarily whatever, it's, it's more about something that is um, uplifting and life-giving and and amazing and somehow highest and best not only for myself, but for other, all, all those around me and perhaps even the planet at large. Yes. And as you're saying that, I'm really, you know, things are just ideas sparking for me that um, when we're, when we're praying for demonstration of, for ourselves, it's um, it can be, uh, it can be easier for others because we don't have the backstory <laughs> when, we, yeah, when we're praying and know, knowing truth for others it's like this is a clean slate yeah. and when it's for ourselves there's all these kind of ideas that then pop up oh but you know that happened then and that happened then and Correct. it's not going to happen because we bring the past into and so the the prayer becomes um an opportunity for a a, a total clearing and that faith in the divine that it's not even i i'm just saying the words and it, with my faith in this i can yeah. let go i can let it happen absolutely so i was in practitioner one first year studies with uh four beautiful women and our practitioner uh, studies teacher and you know of course we each have our prayer request for um for maybe the entire semester plus that week and I was looking for an opportunity to something to evolve. I had wanted to move to Europe uh, to, uh, to experience something different, uh, to have, if you will, a life-changing experience that I could put myself into another environment and really see how would I thrive, survive and thrive in something different. Uh, not my native language, not my native culture, etc. Um, at the same time, some of my fellow students were asking for romance or asking for prosperity or asking for whatever. And during that time, um, it evolved with my job in, in the Bay Area that we had to uh, reduce staff. And as I said to my boss, <laughs> you and I are kind of on the top, so we need to reduce this as well. And so it ended up being a decision of the board that you know, we were all kind of basically would work for nine months and then be laid off and get a bonus and, uh, you know, evolve the institution over to something else to a very, like a two-man show. Uh, it was working for a nonprofit at the time. And so I thought, you know what, this is divine, you know, inspiration or idea showing up. Suddenly it's like there's a time limit to how long I will be here in the city. So I can either, one, get a new job or two, take it as the opportunity to move. Um, but at that point, I also did a, a scheduled a trip. And then, um, as I said, I was trading for some opportunity and that started to evolve itself. But at the same time, my fellow students who we were praying for as well, each of us were praying for them, was asking for romance. 
And so I took a trip to Europe. And then during that trip, I, I met my partner. We kept in touch and traveled back and forth. And, you know, when my job ended, suddenly it was like, okay, well, I'm not moving to Southern Europe. I'm now moving to Northern Europe. And that's how I ended up in Norway. So. That is incredible. I love that. I love what you've just, I mean, there's so many pieces of that, your faith yeah. and your, your, your um, intuition to actually be a part of the, the, uh, the change of, of, of your job and not to resist it. You didn't resist it. You were kind of the, being the solution and the solution left you in a place of, oh my gosh, what's next? Many people would run from that. <laughs> so um, I, you, I would Greg. say thank you for that. And, yeah. and I do, of course, I made the decision to do that. But I, I, I'm looking back now, it's hard for me to say that it just, you know, popped up into my consciousness. And I'm the one that, you know, thought the original thought or it hit me. I, you know, came up with that. I would say that being in the community that I was and being in the practitioner studies, being around, um these amazing, beautiful beings that we're all so praying for and with each other, being in that space, then suddenly there's a there's this energy, this vibration of possibility. Right. Um, so if you do feel like you're kind of stuck in that, put yourself into immediately into a group that has that energy, that ah. space. So that suddenly it's expansive. And whatever you're thinking is that's this limited idea of what might be possible suddenly explodes open. And because there's other people just kind of creating possibility for you, contributing it. So, yes, that's so powerful. And I think such an amazing message um, to share here. Um, Bonnie is is also, you know, um, agreeing with this, like, lo loving your sense of adventure. Do you feel that there's a divine order and flow to your life? And it feels like you know that there is and you're kind of going. It's like that going with the flow, isn't it? Yeah. going with the flow and allowing it to unfold. But I really love what you've just said about, you know, if you're, if you're feeling stuck, you will, you know, the power of being in community. And yeah. that's what we're all about here, isn't it? Yeah. Having that connection rather than isolating ourselves, even now in this time of kind of post-ish COVID. Um, how do you think, do you think that in Norway, that there is this kind of, idea of well spirituality bringing science of mind to norway and you really knowing the power of this teaching how you can see your students lives changing i'm really excited to how that how you can build your community continue to build your community in norway what part does prayer play in that for you i would say prayer is a big uh, and important factor of course and I think, um, um, well, to kind of set it into perhaps a framework would be also there is there is a difference between the way that, um, if you will, the community shows up in Europe and or the way that community shows up in the U.S. Um, there is within the U.S. is special around the world compared to the U.S. The U.S. is special in terms of the amount of churches, the amount of Christian or faith-based religions in the U.S., the amount of percent of people that are active in religious, you know, practices in the U.S. compared to other places. Most places they will, and especially here in Europe where it's got a long, long tradition of Christian-based, um, that, you know, for example, Norway was pagan until, 
1000 in 5 AD. And then, you know, uh, one of the Viking kings came back and decided he had been to the UK and became a Christian. And so then it was, you know, we're going to be Christian now. And if you don't like it, then you get your arm, your leg cut off so that everyone knows you're not a Christian. So, of course, people became Christian. Um, and it is a Christian country, like a lot of European countries. However, at the same time, uh, there's not a large attendance at church, except for maybe Christmas Eve, baptisms, uh, births, you know, memorials, uh, uh, weddings, etc. cetera. Uh, but other than that, it's very, you know, it's very low populated, low attendance. Um, and so my experience was in the U.S. because people are used to going to church and it seems like a normal part of are you going to church? Yeah or no. Uh, you know, there might be a few people that weren't interested, but in general, people head to the church. So inviting them to a, a service uh, was a little bit more like kind of, you know, not unknown. Whereas here, it's, people would be like a little bit kind of confused, like service. I haven't gotten a service in, you know, 30 years or 40 years. I only go at Christmas time or you know, baptism. Um, so it's really looking at that in terms of the, the format of what we want to present. So, you know, the teaching here that we do, it's more about presenting things in a way that, as you said, prayer um, and reframing it in a way that is like really just uh, getting to people into the mindset of, you know, beyond out of the spirituality, out of the dogma, but into something else, a spiritual, um, a spiritual practice that they can do. And what yeah. I've introduced through that is I've introduced visioning um, as a practice. Right. So there's meditation and there's also, you know, getting it in a glimpse of, you know, spirit's idea. And I use the word spirit or God or divine intelligence. And I say that. And so the people can hear that. And some, you know, I don't know anyone that reacts negatively, but they get that there's something that the idea is that it's something beyond just what's up in here and up in the noodle. Yeah. They actually want to expand to something greater. And of course, the follow up to that is then there is a prayer, you know, that there is prayer treatment for each other that we're holding each other in that consciousness of like just knowing and so not teaching and get away from what might be traditionally taught as prayers you're going to memorize some words to getting to the feeling tone of get into the flow that there's non-resistance and whatever that is that i'm imagining up in my mind that i can really feel it um whether it's radiant health vibrant abundance or divine right livelihood um, you know, that there's an attachment to actually a specific outcome that instead it's more about a feeling that, okay, I'm open to something happening. And, you know, linked with that is also that, that non-attachment to the outcome, which is really important because so often it's like, yes, but I've been praying for that. It's like, well, something else showed <laughs> up. So, you know, are you willing to take what you, you asked for something? And, you know, if you, if you're too yeah. specific, limit the good, and it might be something actually better than what you wanted if you're willing to be a little bit flexible and a little bit open. Um, you, you would ask, and comment, uh, Bonnie had commented about, you know, in terms of open to grace and really being kind of in the flow of life. Yes, in general, I, I would say there are times that I've probably been a little bit closed and contracted thinking, uh-oh, no, I need to sort this out. I need to figure it out. And then... Again, coming back to my spiritual community or talking with my coach and sitting and visioning about, okay, really, what is it about that? You know, really getting clear, like whether it's, you know, my spiritual community here, what is, what is wanting to show up through me, through the spiritual community? How can I outpicture that? And it may be as simple as the meditation class that I offer 
that week to right. younger students that you know to get them into the space of just being open to something and eventually maybe then talking about some type of prayer but it's not trying to force them to to do anything and it's it's really meeting people where they are students where they are um, whether it's on the mat or on the meditation cushion or you know in a practitioner counseling session so wow and and you are the demonstration you're the you're the living demonstration of this because you you did come you know you came to norway you went to norway uh allowing spirit to show you what your prayer what the demonstration of your prayer is and you yeah. followed that and that's really beautiful because you've made you're making your life there now with your partner and your business and you're like it, it is possible you're doing yeah. it <laughs> such an amazing example for others to show others um that this is happening for you because of your allowing and accepting of that unlimited knowing of that unlimited when we're living yeah. from that place of the unlimited the infinite our life then becomes so it's it's like an adventure it's amazing i think bonnie said that loving your sense of adventure tapping into that and um and so I want to ask you in the last last few minutes here that we have how how you can, you know, for people that are listening, hello and welcome here. We're on the Cosmic Prayer with Gregory Coyle, licensed spiritual religious practitioner. And we're talking about prayer and Gregory's amazing work uh, from Norway, but it's very global based. You're a global citizen, aren't you, Gregory? I am a global citizen. You yes. really are. And I know that everything you're doing for Centers for Spiritual Living has the global stamp on it. In fact, you're coming to America, aren't you? I say I coming am. as if I'm there. I'm not there. <laughs> you you're going well, you to America. <laughs> yeah. Well, is probably <laughs> I will be there next week at the CSL convention in Palm Springs from the 18th to the 21st. Yes. Or and Indian. you're going to and you you have some very special offerings that you're going to be giving at yes. the convention correct um a beautiful yoga class that's just i is that going to be live streamed i am not sure i hope so but uh yeah it it will be offered at the convention and it's possible that there will be a live streaming of that fantastic and you're also going to be giving a a talk and a presentation correct at the conference also. So um, is uh, what, do you know what that topic is going to be? I do, and it's a power talk called a power talk and it's not gonna be as long as of course our interview, but it will be uh, perhaps those viewers here today get you know the opportunity to get more background than what I've been saying in 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, but the power talk will be, you know, is it in essence what I was asked to talk about is kind of about Norway, what brought me to Norway and or what do I do there? Right. In terms of the, the spiritual practice, and my talk is uh, "So Full of Yeah," uh, which is Norwegian for "So Full of Yes," and the idea that it's, it's a song by a pop artist here, um, and the idea is that you know there's this something that just says yes, and you know, can we say yes? Can we accept it? Can we agree with that yes? You know, the, the yes within us, and. And are we willing to kind of go for it? Uh, you mentioned the sense of adventure. 
that is an important key, I think, in terms of my life. I grew up with adventurous parents, um, conservative, but adventurous. And if you're willing to step outside of the safety net that you have, your comfort zone, if you're willing to just step out a little bit, suddenly you discover how wonderful, suddenly that expanded experiences. Now, I did, of course, a couple steps out. You don't have to do that. You don't have to move abroad to have this kind of experience. But yeah, be willing that's to true. do something and take a chance, um, you know, and kind of all like, what's the worst that could happen? And that's kind of the way I looked at it. And I remember my parents asking me, are you sure you want them to do it? No way. And, and then my father said, well, you know, if, if it doesn't work out for you, then you come back here. That's how it is. And I thought, you know what? That's exactly what I needed to hear. That that that. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst yeah. that can happen? And I'm sure that your mother must have known that because your mother was the one that took you to yoga all those years ago when you were a young child. And so her idea for you um, was kind of seeded in that: go and explore, go and explore. And it's so beautiful that yoga, has, you, here you are as a yoga, a yogi, a yoga teacher. And uh, this like has the beautiful golden thread of your mother mm. in there. Yeah. Yeah, Thank really you. powerful. And so I'd like to offer you this opportunity before we um, say a prayer together on your final words here, Greg. Um, for, for those that are listening right now and feeling, oh, I feel a bit stuck in my life. I mean, I know you've just answered that to some degree, a uh, bit, bit stuck and I'm just, you know, not really feeling that, um, that faith no. to take that leap or to do that thing or to make that phone call or to look for something else for my work. What is it that you could offer right now as a uh, or maybe uh, as a as an introduction for how to how to pray how to put that into a prayer for somebody to um to really gain that open up their consciousness and expand their yes mm. well yes just the word yes um I remember doing a, an event um, that's something that Neil Donald Walsh had published 10, 15 years ago. And I posted it here. There's a film and everything else, and it was the power of yes, but also um, using the word um, in Japanese, hi. Um, so whether, you know, in this case, Norwegian ya, and maybe you just find a simple word that yes, or ya, or si, um, something that works that you can really feel that yes in your own essence, and, you know, you can say it powerfully and just repeat it. A number of times wake up in the morning and say yes you know put your arms right. up yes yeah ah yes yes yes, yes yeah <laughs> you know today is a you know it's going to be you know something special yes i don't have to call it good or bad but something special something different than it was yesterday okay yeah i love that that's really simple it's like we can all do that can't we yeah just look in the mirror, raise your arm, say yes. Yes. <laughs> We're saying yes here on the Cosmic Prayer. <laughs> and of course, there is an energy when you're putting your arms up and you're smiling and, you know, you're raising your, your vibration. So 
Yes. Yeah, Thank that's you, it. Yes, Lifting yeah, yes, the whole yes, thing. Yeah. Yes, Bonnie. Raising up and saying yes and being open. Because so often, in, in especially when we see our lives and what's going on and we think we can't control, well, we can't control, the, you know, this stuff that's going on. We can control how we're thinking and feeling, though, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Correct, yeah. How we respond to it, yeah, absolutely. Yes, how we respond to it. Wow. And that's great. important that you say that. Yeah, thank you. Because that's the important key to that is like really how are we responding to that? Can we say yes? Okay. Yes. I may not like it, but yes, because this is going to change. Nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. Right. Even the permanent is not permanent. Right. Um, so the divine is constantly evolving and changing and spirit is constantly flowing. Whatever is manifesting for us in our lives is constantly changing. And our interests, what we like, what we want is also uh, will change over time. So. Yes. Thank you so much, Gregory, for being here, for being You're so welcome. present and just sharing from your heart. And, uh, and I'm excited. I'm not going to the conference, but I'm I'm sure we'll get a snapshot at some point of what you're doing. And I know that your work is so powerful. Everything you. you're doing for centers for spiritual living, and you're you're um, you're bringing this teaching in your way, in this beautiful, unique way, to those uh, in your center, in your community. And thank you for being here on the Cosmic Prayer. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. If you'd like, we can share a prayer right now to Thank kind you. of come away from the... So we'll share a prayer. And before we do that, I'd just like to say uh, a shout out to everybody that's watching and viewing and listening. You're here on the Cosmic Prayer. I'm Laura. This is Greg Coyle. And Greg, you can, if you've only just joined us, you can go back and watch from the beginning because Greg is amazing and he has a lot that he shared here in the last 50 minutes. New Thought Media Network is a focus ministry, Center for Spiritual Living focus ministry. And there is the website. Thank you, Diego. The wonderful Diego is our producer coming on every week to help and not just help, but to actually make this happen technically and in all sorts of wonderful ways. So thank you, Diego, for everything you're doing here for the network and for the Cosmic Prayer. And if you like the Cosmic Prayer, there we go. There is uh, our New Thought Media Network. And you want to be woven into this network, then there is a big donate button there. You can see it <laughs> on the website. And as you donate uh, your, your uh, treasure, your finances, all of your donations uh, allow this network to thrive and reach its own fulfillment of its own evolution and expansion. So there you go, newthoughtmedianetwork.org. And we're going to pray right now. What is in your heart, Greg, to, to pray in the knowing of right now? I think, um, and I we've talked about this offline, but I think what is um, within, you know, that I would like to pray for is that there is a sense of grace and calm yeah and trust going on in the world with with the whole health condition with covid you know around the world and uncertainty that you know that let's move out of that space of fear and 
you know, getting away from what the media wants you to believe or hear, you know, let go of that and just getting this space that, you know, that God has our back and that whatever it is that we will ride through this and that there really is something happening for us as we support each other, as we really trust and just believe that, you know, and again, say yes, you know, we can say yes, we can go get vaccines, we can take, you know, take care of ourselves, we can wear masks, we can say yes, and there's still that opportunity to be in that space of grace and love and yeah, calm. Beautiful. I love that. I love that idea of grace. Wow. So shall I begin? And yes, I'd like to do that. Let's close our eyes. And I'm inviting you, if you're watching right now in real time or later on at any point, if it's okay for you and you're not distracted in any way to close your eyes, then please join us with me and Gregory as we know this truth. So I know that as we take a breath together, this breath is the breath of the divine that is breathing through everything. It is the light, the love, the joy, the omnipresence, the omniscience, the omnipotent. It is all powerful. It is the idea of this life. From the vastness of the multiverses and beyond, and all the way, all the way, all the way to the tiniest, tiniest living quantum molecule and everything in between. This is what I know as God. This creation that I am living in and having my being in. And this God is breathing in and as and through me as I know that I am one with this one. And as I know that I am one with this one, so is Gregory, so is Diego, so is everybody that is listening and watching and everybody that isn't. And every sentient being, we are one with this one. And I'm so grateful for this. And I'm gonna pass this over to Gregory now. As I add to this word, I just simply know for us that there is a sense of calm. For in the divine, there is just calm. There is grace. This energy, like the calmness of a lake on a summer day. And so as we just allow this energy of calm to saturate each and every one of us, our essence, we connect with the divine, this feeling tone of calm, of ease, of grace, of love. I know for us that there is absolutely the highest and best for us, each and every one of us. The beyond this particular appearance of COVID, many type of issues, health, or otherwise, the divine is in through and as all of us and everything. And so absolutely, I just know for us that we are surrounded, supported, and uplifted by love. 
love, love. And so I say, yes. And if you like, you can join me by saying it to yourself, yes. Yes, we are love. And as we raise our vibration, anything other than love just simply disappears. And as we raise our vibration, we raise the vibration of those around us. As we set this intention for grace, for love, for joy, for peace and calm, we bless each other in this entire planet. For all of this and so much more, I'm grateful. Grateful that God is always giving, is gracious, that God is love, that God is love through each and every one of us. And so as we release this word into the lie, just simply know that it is already done, that this vibration of love, of grace, of joy flows through each of us now. Please join with me in saying, and so it is. And so it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.